Good morning, Sean. Good morning, John. In the last few episodes, we've talked about our worst students ever, and we've talked about uh, experience being pep rally sentries responsible for crowd control. And we drew some you know, insights from those and talked about how those experiences shaped our approaches to teaching and education today. And then in the last episode, we talked about the... Help me out with this one, Sean, because <laughs> it's... <laughs> we talked about restoring the, the authority of, of the age... You know, what did we talk about? Yeah, I, I think it was something along the lines of restoring the credibility of adults. Uh, right. With, yeah. Uh, very good. In terms of their That's interactions right. with young people. Right. Yeah. And and also, you know, so we see a kind of thread going through these, which is that the experience with the worst students ever and, and the pep rally are situations where the credibility, where adults can hurt their own credibility and often do. And we ourselves experienced uh, the some damage, you know, to our own assessment of our credibility through being agents of the institution in those situations. Today, we want to similar related to that theme of how the being an agent of the institution hurts your credibility in the sense of being someone who who is concerned about and advocating for what's best for learners, and it, especially when you look at learners as individuals. We want to talk about the automation of controlling students, the automation of some of the ways that the system dehumanizes humanizes them, objectifies them. And it's already sounding extreme. <laughs> so I might yeah, as well throw yeah. in, oppresses them. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> yeah. So Sean, you, you you, and I, when we're kind of brainstorming and preparing for, for our discussions, we share recordings with one another over a messaging app. And one that you recently sent that you know was really interesting, and, and we decided to use that as the topic for this episode, was some thoughts, recent thoughts you had about the plagiarism detection service, turnitin.com. Yes. Although my thoughts would apply to any plagiarism detection service, but yes, it's, yes. since turnitin.com is the one that seems to be most prevalent, uh, that's right. where my that's where my ire was uh, focused. <laughs> right, and and possibly the the originators of this kind of service, or at least the first, they were in the game early. Yeah, like two thousand three is I remember. I think I remember hearing about them like back when I started teaching in high school. Right, right. So probably the innovation of this kind of technology was owes a lot to their <laughs> their efforts. Right. I, right. The last time I had the last time I used Turnitin.com as a teacher was uh, was probably close to ten years ago, actually. So I'm sure it's developed a lot since then. Yeah. Well, and technology, it's developed a lot. Um, and yeah. I, I, and I think in user rights, it's developed a little bit, but but ultimately, this is I, I think this is one of those things where uh, it's uncomfortable, uh, it's hard for a teacher. Uh, I don't even know if I want to say it's the teacher's problem, but it's right. uh, for 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 a school to not be able to catch uh, someone who is uh, cheating on major papers uh, is an embarrassment to the school. Right. Uh, for that school to assure its own, like, uh, credibility, and I think also in service of its own institutional ego that we've talked about. There's got to be like this. They got to make sure that, that the people that went through there, that they, you know, they earned their degree or whatever. Right. Right. Well, for any listeners who may not be familiar with how something like Turnitin.com works, can you describe what it does? Oh, yeah. And so... Obviously, students have cheated on things throughout time. And I, growing up, I remember hearing people talk about how they just turned in someone else's paper and got an A or something. You know, my yeah. older brother wrote a paper on this two years ago, and I turned it in and got an A. So right. the idea behind Turnitin.com is, is that students will be submitting their papers to the Turnitin.com database. It's then checked against all these other papers that are in there and also th much of the internet, which is cataloged uh, in their database. And it returns a, a percentage result of how much a uh, percentage of the of the writing is can be attributed to some other work that's already out there. And so it's, yeah. a, it's a check. It's a check on originality is what it is. Right. And it returns a report to the, for the It returns a report, yes. Right. What does the report like tell you? It gives you a percentage. It says uh, so. Like a t yeah, because when it, when I used it, it it it, sh it had like it would even go line by line, paragraph by paragraph, right? And exactly, and mark the different color coding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So right. it's pretty detailed. It's pretty specific in, in, yeah, in its processing of the and matching of the, the text. Yes, it's really detailed. So what is it? What is the teacher just, you know, also to just try to understand, like what function this plays in the writing and submitting work process? What are you supposed to do with that information when you get the report? Enforce your plagiarism policy. I mean, <laughs> that's what you're But if it comes back with anything, like, you know, like if it says, like, if anything gets highlighted in the paper, then you punish the student or you well, I mean, that, have them yeah, revise. I mean, so that, that's obviously, you know, school by school school. But, uh, you know, a lot of times there'll be things where the, the quotation marks aren't just, you know, are, are set in a, a way where where the program doesn't pick up that the student was quoting, like doing a valid quote, like, for instance, a indented uh, quote or something like that. But, you know, so there's still judgment that the teacher has to exercise. But yeah, at the point where, you know, you're seeing lines of text that look like they've come from somewhere else, then, I mean, then the, yeah. then you've caught the, I guess the my, kid what red, yeah. red-handed. What I'm trying to ask is, is it is it meant, like, do you understand it as being something as a, to be used as a gotcha or, or a tool to use in the revision process? Oh, my God, it's a gotcha tool. I mean, you <laughs> the, the, the rhetoric <laughs> around it might be that it's, you know, revision process or whatever. Right, but it's for sure a gotcha tool. And it's a gotcha tool that that's implemented in such a way that that all all we're doing is is we're just uh, we're up in the ante on the you know in the game of like can you turn something in and not get caught? Uh, yeah. because the game the game was always there, right? It's not teachers used to use exercise their own judgment on these things. Like you read a kid's paper and you're like, well, I've been reading this kid's paper all year. This doesn't sound like the kid. And you do some research. And of course, it's really easy to do that research now. Like at, at the exact point where turnitin.com got popular was also the point where it was easy for a teacher to check against the internet any, uh, anything that he or she thought was not consistent with the student's voice. Yeah. So, so you know what I'm saying? And that at, at the point where that part of teaching got easy, it was also outsourced and right. uh, implemented in such a way. And, and, you know, it's, you know, Turnitin.com is just a company offering a service. But any school that buys into that service is buying into the idea that, uh, or, or at least demonstrating uh, through action, that the default position of the school is to not trust students, to not right. believe in their integrity. Do you feel like it's worse than just, you know, a teacher when reading papers that are turned in? Just having the open question in his or her mind that is this the original work of the student or not? Yeah, it's much worse. I mean, what? I, so what's the deal? So you pull the kid up, you say this doesn't seem like you, and you got no evidence. Like, you know, maybe your parents helped you a lot on this, and you know, I'm concerned that you're not going to develop a good writing voice if you suddenly rely this much on on assistance somewhere else. And they might say, no, no, it's me, it's all me, and it's like, okay, fine, who cares? Like, what? Like, let that kid live in that discomfort or you as a teacher live in the uncertainty of whether or not a kid uh, plagiarized i mean that's like that's where (laughs) that's where morals like come from right it it comes from uh, like a personal moral sensibility comes from uh, existing in the gray area of life and determining how to navigate that area we've sort of like pulled it out we've like oh no all all plagiarism is wrong, which is absurd, right? I mean, this is... Uh... I mean, yeah, it's treating it as a crime, right? Like it's right. a crime that's that's committed. And then if a crime is committed, it's always better to, you know, a, like it seems like the assumption here is that plagiarism is a crime. And if someone is committing that crime, it's better for everyone to, to know about it and for the consequences of that crime to be applied and experienced. Right, right. Right. And the punishments. And also, we don't want anyone to get away to, you know, because there's this kind of, I think, intellectual property rights make the most sense in a marketplace kind of setup, right? Where ideas or things that you create, words that you write or whatever have some value. And right. And the person who owns those should be the one who reaps the benefits of that value. So the the idea seems to be, you know, this has probably been worked out thoroughly in other places, but I'm acting as if, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm figuring it out for the first time. But the idea seems to be that you're taking something that belongs to someone else and they're the ones who have the right to benefit from the use of that thing. But now you're taking benefit from using it and acting as if you're the one who created it, right? And right. so th- in that way, this is a, a sort of theft, right? And it's a lot of times compared to, to theft. Um, <laughs> right. But, okay, go ahead. 
Yeah. So anyway, I, so I, I was just saying that. But for a student, it's not clear how are they stealing something and how are they benefiting from it, except to say that you know I think in most cases this is how plagiarism works in you know for for students, especially in high school. Maybe in college it might kind of start the dynamics start changing a bit because there's more at stake. But for students in high school, it's kind of like I'm being forced to do this assignment. I just want to be done with it. Right. <laughs> if I don't turn something in, I'm going to get a zero or I'm going to suffer serious consequences. Right. But they don't really care about this thing that they're making. It's not like they're trying to steal something from someone and and like reap benefits from it. They're just they just have some 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 uh threat hanging over their heads and taking, you know, this already formed thing and turning it turning it in as if it's their own is just a way to be relieved of that. Well, you know, it, of that. Threat. Yeah. And and the way we've solved that that the way we, we've approached it is, is that we've we've taken that threat, right? They feel that threat of the zero. They yeah. got to turn something in. And now we've doubled down on it. And we say there's this other threat of plagiarism, which could like land you into even more trouble than a zero, right? You all, right. Like, this could lead to a, a mark on your record, a suspension. If you're in a private school, right. it certainly could lead to expulsion. So so we've, we've decided, <laughs> we've decided for these students who are in this desperate situation already, Let's make it even more desperate, right? Let's make it so that right. and 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 the, my problem with this, okay, and this is like this is going to take a little bit of generosity from the listeners. My problem is with this is that <laughs> much of much of learning comes from plagiarism. Like if you think about it from the get go, like any any intellectually complicated task, right? Yeah, involves copying. Uh, you you don't you don't just start writing. Uh, you certainly don't just start writing your the language that you're growing up in just naturally. Okay, it's not like breathing and eating, right? <laughs> this isn't an instinct. Right. Like you are literally copying other people for a long time. And when you're in grade school, you're expected to copy perfectly, especially, you know, forms of letters. And uh, when you're learning about, you know, sentence constructions, this is like it's sort of a, a, a pretty fundamental level of learning that we teach all kids, and rightly so, is to copy. Right. Yeah. But there's a difference between copying and plagiarism. That's the first yeah. step. That's the first right. step. Right. Right. And, and so I'm not saying that like it, so this this I'm not saying that this excuses plagiarism. But when right. you when you start trying to teach a student how to write well, that student is going to write well through imitation. OK, maybe not direct copying, but imitation is cr- critical to this. And every good writer knows that is that imitation yeah. is, is that is really at the heart of, of, of good writing is, is you find someone that you like the way they write and you sort of adopt some of the things they do. Right. Maybe not yeah, the exact right. words, but even then, like, right. So this is this is complex. It's complex. And we got to talk students through it. But the, the worst part about it, and this is the part that drives me mad, is, is that we uh, we've decided to take copyright law, this idea of copyright law, which you're just pointing out is is like for the marketplace of ideas and, and apply it to this level where it's clearly gray, where things are gray. And and the, the the student receives no benefit from having this copyright. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say the the student situation is is not in any kind of marketplace anyway, right? Like right. they're not. It, it's they're not. It's not the the same way that if if someone publishes a book and uh, or they they write a book, let's say, and it doesn't get published by them, but I steal their manuscript and go publish it as my own and make a lot of money from it or make any money from it. There's that's clearly a type of theft. <laughs> Right. Uh, right or not i mean it's much you know it's you can the analogy of that to the theft is is much clearer but like a student taking something you know they're not going to make any money they're not, what is the benefit that that they're getting from turning in someone else's work as their own when they don't even want to do this work in the first place they didn't have any right, right. part in choosing to do this work they're forced right. to they're do, avoiding to do a this punishment work. they're not getting a good they're avoiding a punishment right yeah exactly like <clears throat> i've decided to make a confession of a confession i've decided to make a confession of some of my own academic dishonesty that happened in ninth grade i think i'm safe you know, <laughs> to do this. But anyway, if someone wants to come take away my high school diploma, go ahead. Uh, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> but but just to, you know, because it, it, it makes it, it, I've always remembered this and it's something 
you know, that, that stands out in my mind and helps me to remember what it's like, right? Which, when I was in ninth grade, I took biology, right? I had, took a biology class. It was like honors biology or something. And one of the requirements of this class was during the course of the year, there was some kind of deadline, but it was a long-term assignment. You either had to do uh, a science fair project, right? And, uh, you know, go through the whole system, the whole range of research, doing the experiments, uh, creating a presentation and exhibit, and then participate in the science fair. Or you could write a research paper. So <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> if I can avoid the science fair, then I'm definitely doing that. You know, whatever else it is that I have to do. And now the research paper was more onerous in terms of it had to be, you know, it, was, it had to be much longer than the, the research that you would have to do for the science fair project. So it was designed so that it wasn't such an easy choice, right? So what I did... <laughs> <laughs> because, like, first of all, like, if this had been voluntary, I would have chosen neither of these, right? <laughs> I would have said, no, thank you to the science fair. No, thank you to the research paper. But because I was forced to do this, I, I chose the research paper. And I don't remember, I don't even remember what the topic was or anything like that. But I remember my method, which was I went to the library, checked out you know, some books on, I think I did something about cells, right? And so I got some books about that. And then also at home, my my dad had a college biology textbook, right? And um, so what I did was I used all those other books as references in my, for my work cited. And I copied straight out of the textbook and didn't mention it <laughs> on my work cited page. <laughs> But I knew that that I couldn't pass off college textbook language as my own as a ninth grader. So I just right. dumbed it all down. Right. So I would read the sentences and then like just replace technical terms with with like what I would say, you know, like and, and it right. was right. it was an educational experience. Right. Uh, yeah. Because it wasn't yeah. easy. Right. Uh, it just relieved me of the, the need to go compile information. Right. And and organize it. Although I, I still had to do some of that because I couldn't just, you know, you know, a, pay, uh, a chapter in a textbook isn't a research paper. Right. Yeah. So I had to yeah, put it in form of like yeah yeah you're pointing to the uh i think the classic situation where it's like hiding that you're plagiarizing uh is quickly becomes a formidable right, task yeah where you might have just right. wanted to just do the research <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah i mean it, i would say it was still easier than than doing the research but it wasn't useless you know right for for, right. for my education and so i, I did it i you know i've one of my talents, you know, has always been with language and writing, so it wasn't that hard to to do that. But having the benefit of like just pages and pages of text that you can draw from, then you don't have to worry about reaching that required word count. <laughs> that was like the main benefit. Right. <laughs> I'm going to hit 750 words, no problem. It's like uh, yeah, no problem. 200,000 words in front of me. <laughs> Right. And uh, so I turned it in. And this was, of course, before the Internet. <laughs> well, not before, you know, like the Defense Department had the Internet, but, you know, and some select universities. Right. But this is before it was a widespread thing that teachers and students and people at home would have access to. And I think I even turned it in a little early, you know, like before the deadline. And one day in class, the teacher, she was reminding the rest of the class that, OK, you know, you're either working on your science fair project or you're working on your research paper. <laughs> and um, and then she held, she had my research paper and she held it up as an example and she said Jonathan has turned in a research paper and and he did a really good job you know and if you know and like I think she may have like this uh, she she definitely <laughs> gave it as an example right now this might be my imagination but but the way that she gave it as an example was maybe like if you want to take a look at it you know if Jonathan's okay with that you know you can take a look at it to get an idea of what it should look like now the interesting thing here was that like what I felt like uh, I felt so, some satisfaction. So she <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was just going to say like like you might think okay, what kind of moral pain were you in, you know, <laughs> at this moment? But like really I didn't, you know, this might just show that I, you know, like I had moral deficiencies <laughs> at the time, but I was really proud of myself, you know. Like right. <laughs> like I I successfully, you know, fulfilled this requirement and the teacher liked what I turned in. I knew that it wasn't what she wanted me to do. It wasn't what I was supposed to do. But at the right. same time, I solved this problem that I had, which was I need to turn something in and and I didn't I wasn't interested in, you know, in actually engaging in the work that I was supposed to do. And this seemed like a pretty pretty sweet solution <laughs> for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let's point out you you the way you did it it's uh, certainly had some sort of or at least uh, it, it benefited your skills right your language right. skills uh, this right. exercise and that were yeah <laughs> and, and and really this thing that she did I, I, I love this example 
<laughs> it's, it, she did the thing that students are so unaware that's happening when they're turning in a paper is she published it on your behalf. Right. <laughs> without you really consenting. Right. With, you know, putting you right. in a position where, uh, well, one, you were flattered. Right. And uh, right. And and like looking back on it now, of course, I, I would imagine you'd be like, God, no, don't publish that. You know, that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's not yours right. to publish. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but but the thing is, it's like this is where it, I think it gets so confusing is is like students are not aware that what's happening when they turn something in, especially now, yeah. uh, is, is that. What you're doing, and, and actually, I don't think this is fair to call it publishing, but effectively what's happening is is you're publishing because you're now submitted something that is available to the public at large, which I think is yeah. nonsense. Like, I, I think it's a violation of the privacy of a person's education to, to suddenly uh, throw something uh, like that out into the, to the public sphere. Now, it's, of course, not as maybe not all that bad within a classroom where you have uh, sort of a, a mutual respect and solidarity with the other students, but... But when it's going to the world at large, right? Yeah. Um, and the secret way of uh, uh, shoring up this database to catch people who are cheating—I uh, mean, it's right. disgusting. It's absolutely like it, it's 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 improper and it's it's wrong for right. a students' education. Right. And there is a question, like like I don't know, at, in your experience with school policies for a service like Turnitin.com, do the students have the option of of opting out of that? You know, if they have some objections regarding their privacy and 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 all that. I've seen. Okay. Okay, so I, 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 I haven't <laughs> so I got my school off of it maybe uh, six years ago or so and I haven't really paid attention much since then but yeah. I can say through the international baccalaureate um, I believe they have a, a exclusive copyright document that that a student can fill out and so there might be something similar for for turnitin.com so yeah. that the student <laughs> retains his copyright on it which otherwise goes to the the international baccalaureate for exemplars and what you know publication according to what they see as, right. as fit um, this is a bit of a different animal IB from turnitin.com but but I think I don't recall I, I recall a terms and conditions for uh, turnitin.com for the students and you're basically compelled to accept those terms and conditions uh, by the school right. not not by turnitin.com right because and, the school is the is the institution compelling the student to use turnitin.com right 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 and so I mean I I, I find I don't think turnitin.com would be a viable business if it weren't for schools everywhere. Uh, but I guess technically what they're doing is not uh, morally reprehensible, uh, except that they allow uh, their service to be used to um, exploit the work of students without giving the students any benefit for the work. Because most of what comes in there is not plagiarized. Most of what comes in there just benefits Turnitin.com by providing them with a more comprehensive database. Right, yeah. Yeah, now uh, that but, I think about it, I, I think I understand more where you're coming from. Like, because it's almost like there's this this assumption that, that everything, like if you imagine all schools participating in Turnitin.com's service, right? Right. Then basically what, what you have there is that all work that students do just becomes, you know, like either you could say the proper, like it, 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 benefits turnitin.com, right? Because the more papers they have submitted to them, the more marketable their service is, right? The more value it has right. for, for other schools. So so every paper that's submitted is something that turnitin.com benefits from, right? right? And the students aren't receiving any benefit. So in a way, it's kind of like a slave labor <laughs> kind of model. No, it, it is. It's bad. And I, I mean, like, it's, it's made worse and more hypocritical by schools that also have their students sign like an honor code. Yeah. And, and then you know, you know, I'm not going to cheat. We're going to be acting. like we do that. You know, our school does that. Yeah. But to do that and then and then to like to get their signature on a piece of paper and then to check for plagiarism automatically without teacher judgment first. Yeah. That like, oh, this doesn't this reads as suspicious. It's not that you can't question a student's honor. Of course you can. But you shouldn't do it automatically. It it's it's everyone's is automatically questioned and then i think the strangest thing that comes up and this happened to a student that i knew is when a student gets busted for self self plagiarism yeah. and i i think this shows like how far off of like 
intellectual property and copyright intention, as <laughs> I'm going to just point right. out, as established in the Constitution of the United States in Article One, right? <laughs> yes. that that's where the rights that's where the rights these rights are coming from, right? It says they're it, they're protections to people. They're they're not punishments. And so self plagiarism to me is insane. But I had a student who turned in a paper uh, in high school through IB, uh, International Baccalaureate, and then in a college class. Uh, and she was at a very prestigious college. In a college class, I guess she decided to take some of her work from that paper that she turned into the IB. Yeah. And uh, and and use it pretty much like verbatim, yeah. and <laughs> and so the, it gets tagged on Turnitin.com uh, because it was in the database, and and it comes up as a hundred percent match to herself, yeah, right? right? And <laughs> and and so they they haul her in front of like a, a ethics board or something, and I'm sure embarrassed the hell out of her, and uh, they didn't expel her, but they made her feel, I'm sure, very uncomfortable for something that has to be massively confusing. Right. Uh, the the idea, right, the idea that all of your work and education should always be 100% original, that demand uh, Original, is, not, is not, bizarre, not the normal right? meaning of original, right? Because normally original not means... Not the normal meaning means of original. Means you're the author of original it. Original at the time... Right. You're right. <laughs> no, no. They, they What they're expecting is, is originality at the time of assignment. Right. Like, it, you know, yeah. from the time of assignment forward. Right. Unique. Unique uh, to that assignment, I think. <laughs> it has to be 100% unique, unique to, that, to that, assignment. that assignment. Right. Which I don't know a serious, like, intellectual who does not draw upon his previous work or her previous work <laughs> consistently. Now, typically they're citing and pointing that out. But to fail to cite it can hardly be seen as like a, a breach of copyright for that person who owns right. the copyright. This is, you know, it, it's messy. It's 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 intellectually, well, I should say academically, it's better to be always citing even yourself. But for students, they're not involved. <laughs> students aren't in this conversation, this uh, this conversation of academia. Yeah. They're in this you know, pretend world of it where, where like all their papers are published, but no one gets to read anyone's paper. Papers. Uh, and so, yeah, so lifting from your own original work can get you in serious trouble. Right. I mean, I get that. I get that you want your assignment to be valid and produce new thoughts. But why? You know, but, like, 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 I'll challenge that. I'll challenge that because, because what is the assignment, right? You know what it is? It's like the assignment is an attempt to force the student, the learner, into demonstrating that they've learned something. Right. It's like, right. now you need to prove to us that you learned something. Okay. Now, does it matter whether that thing that they learned, they learned it, you know, a couple of years ago, does it have to have been right now? You know, like, like, do they, does this demonstration of learning have to be a demonstration of, of what they know at this moment? If in a previous assignment, they demonstrated <laughs> that ability, right? Like in this, in this case of a paper, like I'm sure this student, she was uh, offering a claim or a thesis and then supporting it with, you know, uh, with some evidence and, and maybe this paragraph was an explanation of a certain type of, you know, reasoning that was related to her thesis. And maybe she just said, well, I've already explained this in another place. Yeah. Uh, Why don't I save myself some effort (laughs) and just reuse that explanation? Yeah. Because it's perfectly relevant here. So this is a demonstration of learning. And and like, you know, and it shows that she's proud of her work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That it stood the uh, test of her her development and, you know, and and, and time. And so, you know, I think it's like, yeah, like there's this real attitude of the institution of of having this sort of absolute right to demand from the learner. Right. To to prove to us your uh, that you deserve uh, whatever to be passed on to the next level, to be, uh, you know, to receive a certain grade. Prove to us that that, you know, this right now. (laughs) Right. Prove to us that you can write this paper right now. We don't care if you wrote it last year, <laughs> right? That's not the proof that we need, even though that pa- if you turned yeah. in that paper right now, that that would be sufficient for this assignment. We don't care because now we're demanding a yeah. new performance, right? And it's like ridiculous, yeah. you know? Well, and that's the, and that's the, and that was one of the, the things that uh, I'd heard about that made me like adamant that we had to get off of this turnitin.com thing yeah. because it, it made me realize that students were losing protection for their own work. Yeah. Like, what they what they do in their uh, what they submit uh, in their education is not understood by anyone at any point in time 
ever as widespread publication right. and and it should not be subject to the standard subject to the standards of widespread publication and and so i was like that that you know and and, and yeah i mean obviously i felt terrible because our school had played a role in that because we were the ones who put it in that turnitin.com database yeah. and and then that student was in in such a terrible position uh, to to be threatened uh, um yeah, through upon it first of all put on academic probation uh but but these threats for for self-plagiarism I, I i don't even understand how we've allowed self-plagiarism to become a <laughs> a thing right you know like like it's, the only it, way it, yeah. it, it's ridiculous like it it doesn't make sense w- internally within itself right. the only the only way i can think of it as being legitimately a, a, an issue or something that people should be concerned about is if you're dealing with people who are um, so lazy right that that this is the thing you're trying to do with them is to try to cure them of this laziness right like it, it assumes from the beginning a, a sort of essentially students are this is what you're here for is to learn how not to be this lazy right, <laughs> right? like <laughs> that's why you have to be this tough you can't let them resubmit things that they did in the past because then they'll never learn right they'll they'll never be cured of their of their laziness yeah yeah it... <laughs> But, but again, it 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 takes this idea of protection of intellectual property and and it uses it to moralize right. and to discipline yeah. and, and to discipline and to provide no protection for intellectual property. Yeah. And in fact, that and I think that's the 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 saddest thing and the saddest thing I've participated in and I know other teachers have participated in is you're submitting these papers to a database without with with I would say dubious consent from the child dubious at best consent from the child uh it's and uh now i I believe i believe there was a lawsuit about this taking to turn it and i believe some of the practices have changed a bit but but i think any school who is doing an automatic plagiarism checker has all like you've already lost (laughs) like you've you've decided that one your teachers can't manage the judgment which teachers by and large can manage the judgment of whether or not something is plagiarized if they're engaged with the students Uh, and two you're assuming that the the students uh, have to be caught at this and that that is a an appropriate way of uh of of having these discussions about copyright and intellectual right, property right. like it's none of it's another another objection just especially just came to, especially not to young people right Another objection who've been, just, who've been taught that copying is how you learn. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, another objection that, that just came to my mind is that, uh, like, with the research paper that I plagiarized and, and turned in as my own, and, you know, it wasn't by the standards, you know, by normal academic standards, the teacher didn't catch it, right? Yeah. And I, you know, you, you could say that, see, what I was saying before is I only benefited because it just relieved me of that task that I was being forced to do, right? It was a way of just completing that and getting on with my life. But but someone could point out that, well, all the honest students had to do, actually do their work and you might have received I might have received a better grade than they did. Right. For faking it. And this is the this, right. this is the injustice. Maybe this is what is trying to be addressed by something like Turnitin.com is not, you know, to it's it's to relieve. Yeah. The, the, the possibility of of some people getting, you know, a relative amount of credit for less work where other people have to give the full amount of effort, you know, and maybe won't even get as much benefit from it, you know, for, in terms of their grade. So here, like, I would say that this is only if you're focusing on the grade, first of all, right? Because like, you know, teachers are, you know, famously say that you're only hurting yourself, right? Like if you cheat, right? Right. <laughs> right. So, so there you go, right? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe you'll get the grade, <laughs> but in the in the in the long run, you know, you're the one who will be hurt by it. So there's there's one answer for that. But the other, I think another one is is that I think that's a little disingenuous anyway, because it's not like school is really about you know this is that there you could get into the question of okay, well, well then if the grade doesn't matter, why are you grading me, right? Let me just experience my long term <laughs> you know benefits or losses, you know, assign me things and I'll either do them or not. You know, why do you have to compel me? to do that. So it, it, right. it comes yeah. from this right. focus on grades and this, this need to compel students to perform in order to demonstrate something and then be re- and then to receive a grade on that. And and so all of this takes place in this this system of coercion and, and, and compulsion, which, you know, I'm not arguing that, you know, how much of that's really necessary or not, but that is a discussion. But but the point is is that that's what creates this as a moral issue for students. Right. right. Unless, okay, like the, the, the final thing that you could just say is that it's just lying, right? I think like you can just appeal to it this way and just say, look, I turned in 
a paper that had my name on it with the you know uh, claim that this is my work and that's a lie, right? And and you right. can't just allow students to lie. And I think this is what you started off with, which was which would be just morally the maybe regret and the uh, the shame that would come from from lying would be the mechanism by which a person might develop past, you know, morally develop beyond uh, that, you know, that habit. And, and, you know, I would, I would agree with that too. But like, the thing is, I don't feel guilty, <laughs> you know, now that just might show something about myself. But I would say if, if I'm typical of other students who, who cheated or plagiarized in, in high school, then it has more to do with the fact that I was being forced to play a game that I didn't feel like I had any, I didn't feel any moral responsibility for being a participant in that game, right? It wasn't something that, that well, I chose yeah. <laughs> to do as a, like a moral agent. I, I have to clarify what I'm suggesting here. I'm, I'm suggesting that if a teacher brings it to your, you know, brings it to your attention, yeah. right? If you had been caught right. that in that situation of like, you have no proof and you can deny it, that sort of like, that would be a moral, morally uh, poignant moment right. for, yeah. in your right. life. If the teacher had said, look, I, right. I think... But, I, I don't think you wrote this, right? Like it's something about it. Right. The level of the ideas and concepts or something like that. Uh, and then, yeah, it would put me in a position of saying, no, right. I really did, you know. <laughs> I know what you sound like, which is, that's a powerful thing to say to a student. I know what you sound like and this doesn't sound right. like you. But, but, but John, the the thing is that, that you're bringing up, it's, God, this, your, your example is just like, uh, I mean, it, it's it's just delivering. It, it's, it's so rich. I'm glad I didn't know about it <laughs> beforehand. Um, <laughs> But what you're saying right now is is that you don't feel bad about it. And I've heard so many adults who not just don't feel bad about cheating, but still brag yeah. about cheating. Right. And I myself have been, you know, I, I've, I, I guess I've bragged sort of like, or at least I've, I've published uh, ways in which I cheated in the episode one <laughs> right. as a, yeah, as a, as a, as a, as a moment that was important, but well, no, let me let me rephrase this. I I know adults who still to this day brag about getting through school through a dubious means, right? Right, right. but and and they're bragging about it. They say, oh, I I, <laughs> I won that. It's, they're sort of saying like, I won that game, right? Exactly, right? Yeah. They're not, they're, yeah, they're not in despair about the fact that they uh, went through a significant portion of their youth in a state of lying to adults yeah. like they're not in despair at all about that that they, they saw it as a thing it, yet yet <laughs> they probably you know many times they have kids and, then, and by god those kids better tell them the <laughs> right truth. yeah 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 everyone demands the truth from others <laughs> right right but yeah it's it, it points to this like people actually brag about uh, doing poor work and getting A's. Yeah, like you, uh, yeah, in like you said, because it shows that you 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 can win the game. That you know, right. you, it shows it's right. like you're clever and and like yeah, definitely. And 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 like, but yeah, I, I think you're right that it has to do, the bragging part of it has to do with the fact that it would be like the way someone would brag about breaking out of prison, right? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, yeah, that's against the rules. It's it's illegal, <laughs> right? Like, you know, but it's you're something you're being held against your will, right? And um, now, in, in like, especially if you believe, you know, and and I think from what I understand, most people in prison don't really feel that they deserve, you know, to be there, right? So. Or like a lot of people, you know, maybe some do. And probably the ones who feel that they deserve to be there don't feel any compulsion to escape, you know. <laughs> right. And, right. Uh, but yeah, like I, it's, it's, it's true. There's, there's a, it's not the same way, like, like if someone cheats in professional sports, that's shameful for that, you know, like, like, because there's an, there's an idea there that they're there voluntarily. We can go back to the basketball, thing, you know, <laughs> analogy that we, <laughs> you know, talked about in the previous episode, right, but right. they're there voluntarily. They're taking taking pride in they're there because they're there it's a display of skill right that they're voluntarily participating in a, a display of talent and ability and the the one who wins it's it's because they were superior right in in the competition right and now there that doesn't mean that there's no desire to cheat right because the desire to just win can override a commitment to the principles and things like that but it is i you know from what i've seen pretty universally shameful right, right. and and in fact someone who wins i think it would be really shocking for someone to win and no one knows that they won by cheating for them to later brag about the fact that they won by cheating <laughs> right 
They might confess it, it, it because their something because really... their conscience is killing yeah. them, you know. <laughs> but they're not going to be like, ah, right. you know, I got you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really my my yeah. superior skills that you know gave me victory. Yeah. That... <laughs> so when that do- when that cheating does come to light, there's like a pu- there's public shaming yeah. involved if it's something that people care right. about. But if, if it's something people don't care about, like school, <laughs> there's not any public <laughs> <Right>. shaming. <laughs> and, right. and so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Can I just give one one like like thought experiment real quick? Yeah. Like imagine someone like like super successful. Right. You know, like just to make it specific, let's say like like Elon Musk. Right. Suppose that he he reveals that in junior high he cheated on every test and plagiarized every paper that he wrote. Who would care? Right. You know, (laughs) no. Yeah. They would just see that as indicative of his. Right. And and no one would consider that to invalidate his his later success in any way. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He he couldn't be bothered. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that the the mythology it would just be it would just serve it would just serve his 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 Right. Myth. Right. Um there's no doubt about yeah. it. Because so. there's no connection between whatever success he's had and like being an obedient student, right? And and a like like yeah. someone who follows all the rules and does all the assignments the way they're supposed to be done and and you know and all those things like there's just there's no connection. No, but when the stakes are higher, like he if he were to admit to cheating in terms of like stealing someone's patent yeah right right well well then then yeah people would be incensed but they'd be incensed on behalf of the person whose patent was right. stolen right they would they, and, and in school <laughs> and so so here's another part this is another angle <laughs> yeah. now you've gotten me to another angle on this so now i have papers in turnitin.com yeah. Right. The uh, before I before I wised up to it, I submitted <laughs> papers to to turnitin.com. Uh, those papers have been used to check against other people's, and, and maybe I don't know. I have no reason to think that anyone has uh, plagiarized me. But you know what? I will never know if turnitin.com finds that someone has plagiarized mm. uh, material from my paper. Right. Uh, I have no I have no right yeah. to finding that right. out. Yeah. I, I've given that up mm. by participating in it, and, and I, th- <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a, another angle where this is like it's not just a disservice to the students uh, who are cheating. Like this is not just a bad idea for the students who are plagiarizing. This is a bad idea for the people who are not plagiarizing, right. because they don't recognize that they uh, have published work and that they should have protection for that uh, published work. Right. So no one's getting incensed on behalf everyone, and so all the ire when someone plagiarizes for a student, all the ire is like at the student, and nothing is <laughs> is at the person who's been plagiarized. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 all it's a moral uh, condemnation of their lack of character. That's what all it is. Yes. Yes. That's what it boils down yeah. to. It's just, yeah, you're disgusted at how lazy and, you know, like they're a dirty, lazy cheater. <laughs> you know, like that's basically right. what it is. Right, Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, it needs to go away. Schools need to stop. I mean, there's there's times where I'm like, oh, we're being too theoretical about things. We're not going to get any, you know, no one's going to ever take act. Do not <laughs> put students' work through a plagiarism check. Yeah. Don't do it. Like, know the student you know, know the situation of the student. Um, And if you don't, so what? So what? It's not your crime to... It's not a crime on you if you don't catch someone who cheats. Right, right. Teachers. Yeah. I mean, it's have a real conversation about what intellectual property is, where it comes from, you know, why it matters. Yeah. And don't do it from the standpoint of plagiarism. Do it from the standpoint of it's a right that a person can have upon publication. Yeah, yeah. And try not to coerce, you know, create situations where, you know, a, a student is being forced to produce something that they have no interest in producing and, you know, <laughs> make it. Make it enticing for them to to just take someone else's work and pass it off as their own because they have zero interest in producing any work. You know, like like if someone came, you know, put me in a situation where I was, you know, compelled to uh, sculpt a statue, you know, like do it, (laughs) create a sculpture. Right. And I had no interest in doing that, but it was just something that I was expected to do and I was pressured to do. And then I found one, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like behind a tree or something, you know, like, and I could reasonably pass this off as the one I just made, then why wouldn't I? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, and and the fact that you 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 know it, it's and it should always I guess like every situation that a student everything a student does is indicative of his situation as a learner. Yeah, not a situation of crime or <laughs> or malfeasance. Right. It's you know if a student does plagiarize, you learn something about that student's uh, intellectual situation. Maybe they were unable, as the sculpting example. Like, they had no idea how to right. do the paper. Maybe they're ignorant of what uh, plagiarism is, because you know they've been copying stuff all the way through, and they're just like. Yeah, just thought I was supposed to copy things down, yeah. <laughs> present a right. new order right. of how things were copied. Or like this, you know, like they're yeah, thinking, I didn't know what you were about. Thinking, this oh. teacher really wants to have a paper. Well, let me just give him one. Right. <laughs> it's right. like the, the people asking really me like for a sculpture. Reading. I'm just like, well, they really want a sculpture for some reason. You know, and they right. want me to find them one. So here, you know, I found one, you know, but they want me right. to act like I made it. Or Great, they might, you know, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the most desperate students are the ones who 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 put all this credibility in, 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 in educational institutions and they feel under the gun to to serve uh, those institutions and, and, and to do so punctually. And, and their punctuality uh, overtakes their sense of, uh, of of honesty and they make a bad decision. Yeah. Right. right, but it's or admit, I shouldn't say a bad decision, a, a poorly informed decision. Right, honesty and punctuality. <laughs> uh, yeah, honesty should should always is a higher moral standard than punctuality. Right. Yeah. right. So yeah, I mean this is, but but I mean we've sort of we've gone like pretty long just on Turnitin.com, but we're seeing all sorts of things now that we're in the COVID era of like uh, of ways of ensuring student uh, integrity. Yeah, right. right. So like we, we've signed more honor codes. Right. And now there's there's software apparently that can track students eyes and sort of pay attention to what they're right, doing. Right. If there's any uh, uh, while they're suspicious on movements or anything. Right. Right. And, and you know, and it's, you know, the, the program, uh, I, I've not used that program, but I'm sure it does not say this person's cheating, but it will, you know, it will flag suspicious movement. Right. Maybe it'll um, warn them a little bit, like, you know, please, you know, uh, right. you know, focus your, you know, don't, right. it, it don't move your eyes around so much or something like that. Right. No, I mean, it, it, and, the, and where does the judgment of the teacher get to go then? And it's like you have students um, who, who kick back during test taking all the time who aren't cheating. Yeah. They're just kicking back, right? And it's like uh, now the students are going to feel even more imprisoned by right. By these kinds of uh, checks and, and assumptions of their dishonesty. Yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah, for me, I just have to say right here, like, what is it for? Like, why, you know, <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, I feel so disconnected from the, the assumptions that go into saying, like, you need to make a student take this test and you, t- you need to, like, ensure that they, you know, they do it completely honestly. Like, the, the feeling that something is at stake there is just c- completely lost on me at this point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's different. Like, I can imagine a situation where that would be a reasonable approach to it, but it would be some situation where the person comes and says, I want to be, for example, certified to, you know, practice medicine in the society, right? Right. And and then there's a, okay, we can't just let anybody do that who wants to. We need to have come up with some kind of way of determining who's qualified to do that and who isn't. Now, probably like a written test is not the best way to do that. But let's say, you know, that's the, the way that's decided on is, is some written test. So now, okay, if this test, is the the way of safeguarding the public welfare from people who will engage in malpractice, then yeah, there's a lot at stake there, right? And you don't want people to come and, and game that system and illegitimately be allowed to to start uh, practicing medicine. Like that makes sense. Now, there's still questions about whether that's the ba- way to determine whether someone, you know, can uh, responsibly be a doctor or not. But at least there's something really at stake, right? But like in most of these cases, like if we're talking about, yeah, I, I guess yeah, I just feel like graduating from high school even you know or like like a lot of these things is just like really like the the importance of it is so artificial that it just becomes ridiculous to treat it with that level of well and yeah. well yeah but and 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 you're no i i think your point's excellent about that um we still have to be mindful and you know in testing doctors or whatever yeah. uh, about how 
you know, the assumption of dishonesty might actually make them too uncomfortable to pr- prove competency. Right. Uh, I mean, that's a real thing that we need to watch for. But, but yes, and it, again, I, I always I feel like this is, you know, I beat this down all the time. <laughs> but in the society in which we live, where individuality, liberty, and choice are uh, sacrosanct, yeah. right? And, uh, and what we're nominally trying to do is we're trying to prepare students for uh, citizenship in this society, uh, then, yeah, then we we need to to realize that uh, uh, their moral sensibility, developing their moral sensibility, is is highly important and has nothing to do with them having no violations. <laughs> in fact, the 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 reverse is true, right? The reverse is true. A person who who has never done anything wrong is a lot of times it can you know people look on with some suspicion, <laughs> right? right? It's, yeah. <laughs> It's great if someone's never done anything wrong, but if someone's just gotten away with it the whole time, I mean. Right. Or they've just done it through blind obedience to, you know, whatever authority right, is, right, then, yeah. then it's hard to trust them as a moral agent because it's just, they just do whatever they're told. Right. 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 And so, you know, more than likely what you're seeing is not some sort of uh, amazing moral uh, exemplar. It's more than likely you're just seeing someone who completely submits to authority and now has to go live in a a, uh, liberated society. Right. Or any society like like, you know, like here where I will just, you know, like universalizes a little bit is, yeah, like it doesn't even matter what (laughs) what the structure of the society is. Every society needs people who can act more right and and act according to principles so <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, so adults need to stop bragging about how they cheated <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that you need to go through some sort of crisis right. of conscience but, but like what's the yeah what's the example that we're setting for kids we're we're, we're just expecting the kids to carry the moral standard for us really yeah. <laughs> the way the way it looks now it's like these these kids are held to this like high moral standard that all the adults are brag about not right, yeah. <laughs> not following yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, our 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 best morality comes from like the the morals as instituted and implemented in schools. I'm like, oh my god, this is awful. yeah. It's yeah, like the you know the classic statement of hypocrisy, which is you know do as I say, not as I do, right? <laughs> like 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 the right. children are expected to uh, adhere to all these standards that they can observe adults treating like a joke, right? <laughs> just mocking and right, you know, it's just something for amusement or for for persuasive purposes you know it's just rhetoric like like uh, you know we <laughs> like to criticize <laughs> a lot which is you know like you just you know give some nice reasons for why things need to be a certain way but this is just a nice veneer over what's really going on right or, or the real the real yeah. forces at work yeah yeah so automated institutions of oppression <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. that's where we're headed that's where we are <laughs> yeah, that's where we are and and we need to we need to fight back I'll fight back as much as we can on that. Yeah, I, I think there's no way of empowering. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I just I've almost fell into this like way that school teachers talk. Is it's like the <laughs> the way. You know the way to empower the the bad actors in the world is to to is I'm going punishment route. Yeah, is is to um, automatically oppress everyone right, else, right? right? Where, where they don't have to do the oppression. But uh, but really, like let's take it from the positive side of it. Is is that students uh, will make free choices that will sometimes violate their uh, the the moral sensibilities of of, of themselves and society at large, right. and that's okay. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a time to have discussions with them, but but they should otherwise be assumed. You know, the the, the assumption of students should be good, and and our actions should show that we assume that the students are good. Right. Yeah. And there's going to be a cost to that. Right. Which means that some bad students, right, quote unquote, yeah. bad students, however you define that, are going to get away with things like me, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Some Jonathan yeah, Ali's. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to get away with it. We just got to accept yeah. that, you know. So Yeah. And I mean, there's like, you know, uh, <laughs> my silence <laughs> should be should be deafening to some uh, high school teachers of mine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this is uh, it's just learning. It's just part of being a student. Is is figuring these, learning about these things, figuring these things out. But but you want them to come away with a positive sense of of student studenting, right? Really, yeah. so right. So let's do yes. that. 
<laughs> All right, Sean. Well, it was a great conversation uh, as usual and appreciate it. So thank you for inspiring this conversation with, with your thoughts that were, you know, on turnitin.com and trying to control student uh, academic dishonesty. But yeah, I like how it just ties into a lot of the things that we've been talking about. So it's nice and uh, looking forward to the future discussions. So thank you, Sean. And we thank our listeners also for joining us as always. All right. Thanks, John.